0: Okay, hello, and welcome to the Box Office Banter Podcast. What is that? That's a good question. That's a really good question. (laughs) Basically, you're tuned into a podcast where uh, four friends are going to sit around and uh, discuss uh, what movies are out, the good, the bad, the up, the down. You're listening to uh, four uh, people who are pretty fanatical about film and other stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Follow along. But first, I should tell you, my name is Momin Qureshi. Uh, With us on the show is Rehan Azmuth. Furhan Azmuth. Yes, relation. And Harvey or Parmar, uh, yes, relation to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I can say. In Uh, law. Uh,
0: Before we get down to what we're going to do today, which I should tell you is we're going to do our top five movies of last year. Top five movies we're excited about this year, as well as our favorite scene from a movie last year. And if we have time, maybe some other stuff. But you should know uh, before we get into it, uh, who we are and what we're all about. Uh, So I want to start with you, Rehan. Tell me a bit about yourself and your love of
2: movies. My name is Rayhan. loved films. My father, of course, being an immigrant uh, man, did not allow me to go into acting or filmmaking or any arts whatsoever, which of course meant that I went into finance <laughs> in a film business. <laughs> uh, I've always loved it my entire life, studied uh, film for uh, hundreds of hours, both in university and in film school, uh, and now living the, life, um, living the life that I live now as an accountant from Winnipeg in the film industry.
3: Farhan, what about you? Well, I am the younger brother of Rehan, but that is not the only way I am defined. Mm. But given the love of film by my older brother, Rehan, I was also quite passionate about movies, film, uh, musical theater growing up. So it was just easy to kind of get uh, interested in these kind of things. Although I do like Spice World uh, and other movies that you may uh,
0: differ Uh, differ from. First of all, there's nothing wrong with like... I never said there was. A hundred percent. I never said there was. Top 10 of all time. That movie should have a hundred percent rotten tomatoes. Right, right. For sure.
3: Um, Yeah, I I think I will bring a nice pop culture uh, twist to this. Uh, I like movies, film... And I like to talk about the dresses that the actresses wear at the Academy Awards. So, uh, so uh, are we doing for that one? Are we doing Fashion Police episodes We will later. Or Fashion right.
4: Police <laughs> episodes. I'm not, I'm not opposed to Rest yet. in peace,
1: Joan Rivers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Harvier?
4: I'm a big fan of movies, hence why I'm on this show. Um, outside of that, I'm a big sports fanatic. As you as you know, Moman Kureshi. I do. I've loved movies since I was a kid. My first movie that I ever watched uh, in the theaters was Home Alone. You're yeah. hitting on my favorites right, already. So. Classic, classic. And uh going back to that Spice Worlds thing for Hunt. Yes. So uh back in when Spice Worlds came out, yes, I w- had the idea of uh renting it and watching it at uh, a kids party and my cousins up to this day has have never uh, may has they've never let me down they've up to this day still make fun of me the fact that i was the one that rented spice well they wouldn't world.
3: like me because i actually saw spice world three times in theaters once on the premiere and i also flew to vancouver to see the first spice world show in 10 years on the way to hudge and then i, also, <laughs> and then I did hudge i went to hong kong i did I traveled the world and i had a bald head and then by the time my whole journey was over I managed to catch the last show of the Spice World Tour in Toronto. So, yes, I saw the Spice World, uh, Spice World Reunion Tour uh, on, on, on the way to Hudge.
0: So, nothing to be embarrassed about, buddy. Well, nice nothing to see to where your priorities all, are. All I can say to you, Harbier, is if your cousin's... Have never let you live that down. You need new cousins. That's all. That's all I know. Hence, why you're in the picture. I now. can
2: honestly say that I did not think we'd be speaking about Spice World this much on <laughs> when, episode one. When, yeah, when yeah, when we seriously stop podcast. right now.
3: Thank you very much. When <laughs> we had Next. the
2: idea for this show and we're throwing around what we're going to talk about, it's
0: going to be super good. We're going to keep it super professional. I did not think Spice World was going to be the first movie out of the gate. Knew, I mean, I'm glad it you is. You knew I
3: was on the panel, Mohan Karashi. I I should, should, it's true. Should, I should, it's
0: have should have known. It's true, we should've I should have known. Uh, for me, my name is Mohan Karashi. I'm uh, also a big movie fan as well as a huge television fan. Uh, I love uh pop culture as well. Uh, just like for Han. Uh I, I've love movies all the way from like the nineteen eighties up till now, ones that are older, but uh there's certain ones that are very close to my heart. Back to the future, number one of all time in my list. It's my absolute favorite. Home Alone's on my
2: list as well. Absolutely but... agree with you on that one. That's yeah. just, this one on Home Alone or older, Back to the Future.
4: To me, Back to the Future is probably the greatest trilogy of all time.
2: All right,
0: so I just said that my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. Before we get into our uh, top fives of last year and this year, why don't we go around the table and talk about
2: maybe your one or two favorites, Rehan. I know know
0: you're a little darker than I am in
2: terms of uh, your love of films. Listen, as much as I love Back to the Future, hey, I've got a poster on my wall of Back to the Future, but I've got an entire wall. One poster of back to the future, but an entire wall dedicated to Tarantino and Pulp Fiction, hands down transformational experience for me. So I got to say, that's my number one film of all time. Nice. What about you, Fran?
3: My two favorite movies, I, I would say, are Mean Girls and Training Day. I understand that they're quite opposite on the spectrum, but that's. But oddly
0: you... similar, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not joking. They're, yeah, they're they oddly are similar. They are.
3: Yeah, so those are probably my two favorite movies, and that kind of would sum me up in a nutshell, too. Right on. I, I like those choices.
4: For me, I'm a big Christopher Nolan's fan, so uh, my biggest, or my favorite movie of all time, hands down, is The Dark Knight. To me, there's nothing that even comes remotely close, and uh, yeah, but Back to the Future, obviously, is up there Of course, of course. Of course.
0: course. Okay, so uh, we hope to do several episodes, so you'll get to know us more as time goes on, but let's get right down to the nitty-gritty. First thing I'm going to do is going to look back at last year and do our top five movies Of 2018 we've all done meticulous research spent several hours at the cinema and watching at home on uh netflix and other streaming services to uh get to our top five list all right so let's get right into it uh top five movies of 2018 rehan we're going to start with you uh but we're not going to give away the good stuff yet we're going to save that for the very end so we're going to go from bottom up uh give us not only your number five but five four and three what were your what were your five four and three movies of last
2: year uh, number five on my list is Eighth Grade by writer-director yes, Bo Burnham. Amazing. Man, did yes. I anticipate that film, and man, did that film deliver! Eighth also, grade. also my number five. So I'm glad we're oh, talking nice. right okay, now. Oh, nice. Okay, good, good, good. Number four for me was A Star Is Born, mm. uh, uh, directed by Bradley Cooper, and number three was a Japanese film called Shoplifters, and that one left a mark on my heart, like heavy heart. Takes you on a ride, but it creeps up on you really, really slow. So help me out, like I don't know anything about it. What, what kind of a movie is it? So Shoplifters is a film about uh, a family, but it's not a real orthodox family in the way that you would think it is. And they live in this shanty towns, uh, right. in this small Japanese town. And the film goes on about how these, how these people have come together to become a family, the way that they live life in these shanty towns. And it just slowly reveals little bits about his character, but it, it does it in a very uh, soft, uh, unique, emotional way. And you just watch it. And there's something about it where the characters are just that engaging, where you're just watching along the way, where nothing's, nothing's really happening, but so much is happening at right. the same mm-hmm. time. And as the, as the film progresses, it just kind of slowly, slowly, you start feeling this love for these characters, where ultimately, uh, when things do begin to happen, you, you, f- you feel a connection to every single one of them individually. And I think it's that uniqueness and character in each film which really draws you in, but it's the way that it draws you in. Yeah. A must-see shoplifters.
0: All right, Farhan, what's your five
3: four three? My five four three. Um, it was an interesting year. I mean, I I didn't love uh, any of the small indie films, or I think I really went for some of the big box office yeah. uh, winners. I think they were pretty strong this year. It was a good year for box a office. Great year. Sure uh, number five, I guess, maybe what they thought of would have been a smaller film, but it was actually um, quite powerful at the box office. It's a quiet place, mm. John Krasinski, and I thought yeah. that film was. Uh, incredible and it was pretty uh, interesting to see it in theaters as well um the audience not know what's happening and uh, i i could have been deaf and i would have still enjoyed it all the same it seems you know it was a very good movie it had me on the edge of my seat the entire time number four on my list is spider-man into the spider-verse yes nice choice uh, an, an amazing uh, an animated uh, feature. It, it blew me away. Um, I would have liked it even more if I read the comics. I am sure, but uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. And the soundtrack was to die yeah. for. It really soundtrack
0: was. is really a big part of what makes that movie. It, it,
3: it was an amazing soundtrack. Having said that, I would still say Black, Pan- Black Panther had the best soundtrack of the year. Mm. Um, it, Curated by Kendrick Lamar, as you can tell. I am the music guy as well. This podcast. <laughs> uh, number three on my list, which was absolutely phenomenal viewing. I put it as the number one IMAX film of the year was Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. And it was phenomenal, especially in IMAX, because some of these scenes would just blow up and they were incredible. Um, by far, I think one of the best Mission Impossibles yes. uh, in the last like five, six which years. Which is
0: so. really saying something, because those movies... Uh, that's the only franchise, with the exception of Mission Impossible 2, that continues to get better. Every it's single
3: true. one. Well, Very uh, true. I would say Mission Impossible
0: 5, which was the last one, right? I believe this is a 6, right?
3: Yeah. And my 5 was kind of a, a drag for me, maybe. But I, didn't, that's, I loved I it. it. Wait, I was 4 was 4 that the was one with good Philip then, Seymour Hoffman? No, no, no. Philip no. Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. I think was four. Yeah.
4: I think it was four as well. Four was really good. It, I, I felt Probably like it dropped great. down a little, it, bit, little bit, but still, but consistent. it was still a high quality. It's like
3: the Bourne movies, right? It's like yeah. the Bourne movies. They will always be good. Really, no. that last one. Wasn't the last that one was good. still fine, man. I don't know. Don't I didn't it. see the last one. Last one, Jason Bourne. Oh, dude, it was a great movie. Yeah.
0: I mean, every time you hear that Moby song at the it's end, 60%. it's game over. No, nothing beats the call from the office scene in the, yeah, the third one. Exactly. That's the greatest. That's one of my favorite. I, I I can't tell you how many times I've YouTubed that scene out of nowhere just because I want to see that scene and just see David Strathairn's face when he figures it out. Everybody
3: has different ways of being happy. And if yours is YouTubing that scene, I fully support you. All right. It's good (laughs) stuff. Quiet Place, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, number four. And then number three on my list is Mission Impossible 6, specifically in IMAX. Nice. Uh, What about you, Harvier?
0: All right.
4: So uh, for me, number five is Quiet Place. So funny enough, I went to go watch Quiet Place as soon as it came out because I was super excited for this film. Um, I loved it so much. Uh, that I made sure I watched it the next day with my buddy Rehan that's right because his <laughs> wife wouldn't let him go and watch it because she was correct. too scared that is correct <laughs> and that so is correct. I made sure I brought him out and, and, and watched it with him and funny enough hey
3: thanks for the invite eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have a wife that would say you can't go
0: just <laughs> take a man when he's down <laughs> hang on to that emotion because it's going to come up later on our podcast trust me <laughs>
4: Yeah, so Quiet Place—that was a huge surprise for me. Um, Well, the fact that uh, you know, I don't think anyone expected that to be such a big hit on their radar. And then, would you say it was like this year's Get Out? It was like this year's Get Out. For sure, this year's Get Out. Not as good as Get Out. No, no, not Not as good as Get Out. But in terms of of like a word of mouth.
0: Yeah, in terms of like yeah, a, a word of mouth kind of underdog. Uh, a name that a had horror like,
4: movie, a horror movie horror also a name that making ha- a big name now
0: yeah and also a, a film that had like a, a big name attached in terms of like writing and directing but nobody really knew what to expect and then it kind of just blew up and became this big thing this is thing. Jim from The Office we're talking yeah, about you know, to to mean,
3: like who saw it coming really
0: yeah it yeah.
1: Yeah,
4: was great. a big step up from Pam if you ask me <laughs> 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 just think think about the <laughs> I, he wasn't really. He wasn't
3: dating Jenna Fisher in real life. You do realize. Don't you this. sell you
0: the name of Jam? Jam is forever. You no, know, I love Pam and all, but you know, I mean,
2: Emily Blunt is Emily Blunt. But, uh, yeah, uh, love the Blunt. Oh, yeah, except yeah. those rumors. Careful how you say economic. that, Michael <laughs> Bublé I don't know. Uh, it was the other way around. <laughs> no, no. Michael I
4: think, the one that no, cheated I on think her. it was Emily Blunt. No, no, man. no. It was Bublé It was Buble that cheated on her. I thought so you were the pop culture I'll guy. I'll tell you.
3: I'll tell you something. My friends. So they were at a restaurant. Quick sidetrack at the Thompson Diner. And Buble was sitting in a booth, and he actually called my friends over, and they spent a good two and a half hours with Buble talking about it, and he actually, maybe he was just trying to get it out. And from, your friends from...
0: are the ones he cheated with? This is an explosive oh moment. Oh my wow. God. Explosive moment on our podcast. I would, <laughs> I I would so appreciate if you quit slandering my friends. Yeah. That's, uh,
3: podcast I, I'd, I'd is appreciate viral. that very much. <laughs> but Buble treated them to drinks, oh, uh, desserts, overpriced fries at Thompson, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he uh he said that he was cheated on. Um but I mean it's all word of mouth.
0: So yeah, you can't look all that matters is Emily's happily married to Krasinski, Bootley's happily married to Whatever. Do we the they're happy though? His wife is his wife from Argentina. That's all I know. Yeah. And they're happy. It's good. It's all good. It all
4: worked out in the end. Anyways, my number four. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry about that. laughs> my number four is uh, Mission Impossible Six. Nice. Um, it was just really nice to see an action-packed film, um, something that was like a good throwback to the '90s. If if you know someone that grew up with right like and
2: real action too. That's real action, right? yeah. non green screen, yeah. real. Back to the 90s but action. You know
4: what's funny? So Mission Impossible is in my top five. But to be honest, when I came out, I didn't feel like it hit me so much in a heartfelt way, which my number three movie um, completely did, which is Love, Simon. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Interesting. But Love, Simon was... Probably one of my most... Uh, it was definitely one of my most favorite films of the year. I
3: think that movie has 400 and all over. Have you uh, seen it for 100? I have not seen it. I feel you like that's that's like 100% your wheelhouse. That is literally your movie. It's I, an emo movie, know, right? You know, you know what would have been really nice if it was really my movie? If you would have invited me. Like, you invite my <laughs> brother to all the movies. <laughs> as I sit at home by myself in a townhome in Oakville. <laughs> if there's uh, any friends out there who would like to see a movie with me. Do you want to give out your address too? No. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs>
4: so yeah that rounds up my
3: top three but yeah
4: definitely can you tell uh, us what is
3: it, what, what is uh, love simon about really quickly if you don't mind uh.
4: so uh love simon is about a guy who is a homosexual who is trying to figure out if he is this why it's <laughs> up my alley i am very well good. no no it's a no. very heart- heartfelt movie where it's more of a family than anything it has a lot of heart um um, it's a great story, and it's more of a, a coming-of-age story than anything it's, else.
0: It's uh, the guy from Jurassic World is in it, right? Yeah, He's the guy main the from Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, And and I think uh, anyone, and from Melissa and Joey, if anybody cares, which I do. And,
4: and I think it's a movie that anyone could relate to because it's it's a movie where someone that feels like they don't belong and and just really trying to fit in or you know just trying to put their place in the world and, and just you know try to show their true self to their family and their friends as opposed to being someone phony. Mm. So uh, I thought it was a great film altogether. Definitely the one that um, I felt like I, I kept on thinking about as I finished watching it. I actually watched it like I think three
0: times. Wow! Uh, since yeah. I, I want to see it. It's been on my list for a while. So it's one absolutely. See it. You know the thing. Just to go back to Mission Impossible. You know what the thing about Mission Impossible is and why it didn't hit you is I think we've gotten like used to, to Tom Cruise's insanity because he does all the stunts himself and we know, like you know going into A Mission Impossible, like in Mission Impossible 5, he dangled off the side of a plane for real when it took off. He drove a you know? helicopter sideways yeah. through mountains. And one of them, one. he was hanging off the side of the Burj Khalifa. So like I think we, he's doing all these crazy things but we're just taking it for granted now. We're just like, oh yeah, here's yeah. Tom Cruise just doing some like insane yeah. stunts where he could have died
4: it's like you know that scene in Jurassic World where uh, they were taking pictures of the, the dinosaurs and they weren't really taking it seriously remember that one scene Did you guys see Jurassic World yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah it's the same thing it's like yeah. it doesn't wow you anymore right yeah yeah, yeah. that's exactly
0: he, what it reminds and me and it's, it's too bad because he does incredible things like that scene where he's flying the helicopter is wild it is, it is amazing, and that's, yeah.
3: and that's specifically what I meant when you watch it on IMAX, because the entire screen blows up for that scene. And Henry Cavill, how sick was he? Oh, oh he well, it was man. good to see Henry Cavill in a good movie for a change.
2: Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, when it's not
3: DC, totally. And what a <laughs> handsome man, honestly. Yeah. He is. He is a
2: handsome fellow. Handsome was Wiley. that... Hated was, Man of Steel With a passion Man of Steel what? Actually when it came out Let me tell you this Man of Steel When it came out Didn't just ruin my year For movies It ruined my year Period Yeah it was really bad Wow It was one big Ste- product placement For IHOP Forget product terrible. placement As I say, <laughs> You guys are You guys are hitting on a button For me Like uh that I'm the only one so, here That liked uh, so nice I'm, I'm actually getting Into a bad mood right now Just <laughs> thinking about Man of Steel That ruined My decade almost <laughs> Yeah So
0: just as we go into this podcast, like I'm a huge DC fan. Like I, I love the Marvel movies. I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies. But as a kid, I grew up and I was reading DC growing up and I was a huge Batman fan. I was a big Justice League fan. I read so many comics. So while Marvel's out here killing it, it kills me that DC is so garbage with their movies. And when Man of Steel came out and then Batman versus Superman after that, I was like, oh, It's, well, it's you know, even like,
3: worse because it's a, it's an origin story, right? And yeah. You would expect, especially with Christopher Nolan's Batman coming out and the expectations being high that why can't they just freaking get superman i think right. you know what it is yeah.
4: they're just trying too hard that's the thing but you know what they hit it right with wonder woman and they hit it right with aquaman
0: so Did, oh I, know. I don't know about the hit it right with aquaman I, you They know
4: what it like ge- generally the general public <laughs> you know you really like you, know, you know the
0: problem is this is how dc movie and we've veered heavily off topic but this is how dc movie reviews go now what do people say about is on marvel movies is great it was awesome it was great what do people say about dc movies Oh, It's not that bad.
2: That's how people rate DC movies now. It's not that bad because the bar is completely right. in a different time zone here. And they it?
3: did it to themselves. They hired yeah, Brian Singer, or not Brian Singer, Zack, Zack, Zack Snyder. Snyder, Zack Snyder for God's sakes. Yeah, I mean, the way to start behind the eight ball <laughs> you garbage.
2: Absolutely agree. And yeah.
4: Zack <laughs> Snyder is a great cinema, he makes great visual
3: movies. The but Watchmen, gr- The
2: Watchmen, the intro where Bob Dylan's and 300. Played. And three hundred. And 300 that's It. Yeah. And that's it. You want to talk Sin about City. DC trying too hard? Sin
4: City. That's
2: not that, that's, that's not him. Rodriguez. That's Rodriguez. That's Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, that's Rodriguez. Get off this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, we're down to three. Uh, apparently. Sorry, may I two. just say
2: one thing about Man of Steel though, honestly? Like the yeah. whole I mean, every single p- part of that movie just still hurts my bones. But we want to talk about Trying Too Hard, casting Amy Adams. That was yeah. the worst. As Lois lowest lowest lane. lane and there being no mystery between Superman and Lois Lane. Like yeah. she knows who it is the first time. He... No, anyway, So here's the thing. I, I actually love Amy Adams. I really do. I think she's, as, a, as she's I. a
0: fantastic actress. Lois I have Lane? a huge crush on her but she doesn't work as Lois. But no. Lois
2: Lane? Come neither, on.
0: Neither does Kate Bosworth. Agreed. <laughs> so we're just talking. Good. We're getting along. Yeah. We're okay. Along. Here we go to my top five. So as we talked about, Eighth grade was my number five. Uh, I was telling Harbier and uh, his wife Asma about uh, the movie because I was really pumped about it because I love stand-up comedy. Bo Burnham is one of the best comics out there. Right. I knew he had written this movie, and he directed it, and he'd been talking a lot about it on his all his social. So I was really excited to see it. When I saw it, it delivered everything. It was actually, everything. Uh, it's, it's a lot heavier than you think it's going to be. No doubt. It's got a lot of like, emotion in it. Um, and it's, you know, I think the title, Eighth Grade, makes people maybe kind of like, oh, I don't want to see that movie. But it's actually, it's such an eye-opening movie in a lot of ways, too. And he hits Absolutely. all the right notes in it. So I really he, You really know what love that, movie. that movie reminds you of?
4: The book, Catcher in the Rye. A little bit, yeah, right. Really, We're yeah. like, I feel like nothing extravagant happened, no. but so much happened. Yeah, totally. It, yeah, that's know, what I saying. remember. So, me, yeah, me and Asma, we watched that movie um, uh, not too long ago, actually, and we didn't finish it. We actually got to the last, I think, fifteen minutes. We had to Why? go somewhere, so we didn't finish it at that time. But then we, we came back to it, and we ended up finishing up. But Uh, Not
2: watching a movie in one sitting, by the way, is blasphemy. I know. I know. That was one of uh, I've done that before many times. Very. You are also a horrible human being then.
4: So anyways, uh, I remember before respect. finishing it...
2: He does it in theater, so he just gets up and walks out of his <laughs> I think he did that in Fast and Furious, actually. Vin Diesel came on, he got too emotional, and just walked out.
4: So, yeah. You're we like, watched, it's, it's Paul Walker. Paul Walker's the one you're <laughs> supposed
0: to feel bad for.
2: Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Okay, go on. All right.
4: uh, yeah, so uh, before I was really interrupted uh, <laughs> multiple times. Uh, no, so we watched that. We didn't finish the movie, and, and I, I felt some sort of uneasiness because I just felt like it wasn't complete, but obviously because I didn't finish the movie. Coming back to finishing, I thought it was amazing. I I remember before I talked to you before I finished, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how how you guys like it so much, but um, finishing the entire film, which I suggest you should do for every film, uh, before you you make a consensus uh, uh, or decide how you want to rate it.
2: Somebody raised a really good point, and here's four guys talking about this. I love the film because I feel like it captures what it would feel like to be an adolescent girl Mm. (laughs) in the eighth grade. Yeah. What the hell do any of us know about what it felt like to be an adolescent girl right? and what the hell did Bo Burnham, who is a you know a young man in his twenties, know about what it felt like to be an adolescent girl? so you've got a a young man in his twenties writing and yeah. directing this, so I think let's let's get to it. Elsie Fisher, great. She makes the film. Sure, sure, give whatever you want in the writing direction to Bo Burnham. But the, what actually makes the film is Elsie Fisher. Sure. Her performance as a newcomer, unbelievable. If she doesn't get nominated... Do you think it'd get nominated?
4: I think she should get nominated. It's she got nominated Gold. for Golden
2: Globe. It'd make the... The Golden Globe yeah. is made up I, of 90 okay. like yeah. newsprint and online writers. I'm... Four months after this podcast, we will also have votes
3: for the Golden Globes, you realize. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Foreign Hollywood Press <laughs> I from Oakville,
2: Ontario. I'll vote for
0: TV shows people know about. So that was my number five. My number four is going to be controversial, so I'm going to move slightly away from Herbier. As I say, it. my number four is Infinity War. Wow. 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 I'm, I, we're going to talk a lot about that later. I feel like it's going to come up frequently, so I'm just going to say that's my number four. And it's not my number four because it wasn't good. It was awesome. I loved all of it, but I just think there were other movies that were better than it this year. Mm-hmm. My number three, specifically Black Panther. Uh, black Panther had so much like weight on its shoulders when it was coming to box office in terms of having like predominantly black cast. Uh, like you know, Black Panther was a, a, a hero that a lot of people didn't know until he came in in Civil War. Uh, but overall, I thought that movie delivered in every single angle. Like Rohan mentioned, soundtrack. Uh, the story Michael B. Jordan was incredible
2: in that movie. He's good in everything. He yeah. Does. He is. Let's what is serious. he not incredible? He's in. incredible yeah. in everything. You know what I recently saw? Finally, Fruitvale Station. I was Station. just I was I was thinking in. of uh, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Yo, Ryan cruiser
3: has
4: been hit after hit after hit. Yeah. Fruitvale Station
3: absolutely ruined me. And you know, for me uh, personally, ever since Oprah went off the air, I've lost my ability to cry. It's a True story. <laughs> so I really, really, look for, yeah, it's a and true story. I find myself uh, as I get older, I literally cry at everything. But Fruitvale Station, true story, and it just absolutely ruined me. Mm. Yeah, it, it really did. He was incredible in it. He really I was. Can't, can't, what did you I think of it? I told, I, told, I told my brother, Rehan, here to see it as well. I
2: somehow missed it. I don't know how I and missed it. And I said, it. you have to watch oh, this movie. Amazing. I'm surprised by that, actually. No, I'm yeah. surprised by myself. Did you yeah. cry? Did you cry? 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's again one of those films and this is the same reason why I said about if Beale Street could talk and shoplifters but Fruitvale Station the same sort of deal where you've got these characters that you're just learning slowly over the course of film nothing's really happening but you're just learning about their lives you're learning about their character and then when when there is that sort of inciting incident. It hits you so hard, but not because of the incident itself, but because of the connection that you feel to the characters. Yeah, but also
3: because you realize this is happening in record real lives
2: where you know, you know, black people are being incarcerated,
3: or, 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 or beaten, or murdered, or whatever it is, you know. So um, yeah, it's a great movie. For those who have not seen it, please check out Fruitvale Station. That was Kugler's first movie, right? It was, I believe so. Yeah, I, think, I believe it was his first.
0: What a what a what a guy! Fruitvale um, Station, Creed, and yeah. Black Panther. Which this are all amazing This guy's on a Nolan-esque run right now He's yeah. a great storyteller Oh yeah Absolutely yeah. Great storyteller yeah. Absolutely
2: yeah. Yeah. Thank all right. God for guys like that in Hollywood now Right. We keep Who on derailing uh, Moment here So yeah. I'm hoping.
0: No, it's okay Eighth grade Infinity War Black Panther Those are my five, fours with
3: you just, just just quickly Does anybody have Besides Moment have Black Panther in their top five? Because I, I, I don't No, I don't either uh, I d- actually did not You guys and don't? No
2: You guys don't
4: have Oh my God Listen. I, I thought I
3: for, for sure you guys
4: would.: No, have it, it was an honorable mention for me But to me Black Panther was great for sure, one hundred percent. But I don't know.
3: I there was just something about it that didn't. Uh, I, I felt like the other movies that I picked. It. it, it, it w- I mean, here's the difference. You said you know it. It, it met the expectations. It, it lived up to the hype. For me, I don't know if it did. Visually, it was stunning. It was amazing. Mm. And I know I agree with you. It. It, it means so much to, to little kids to see somebody like them on t- on, on on the screen. Representation matters. Absolutely. But the story was great, but it, wasn't, it didn't blow me away. It didn't really? blow me away, It yeah. did not blow me away. The I was more
1: drawn to the story than anything, to be honest yeah. with you. It, but it's, it's the it, story that's still so great. I'll tell you top one thing. 10, but
3: I, think,
4: if- I think, if anything, Black Panther was probably one of the most, if not the most important movie of the
0: year for Agreed. sure hands, down. Agreed. I hands down
2: i don't think you can argue that, that maybe crazy rich asians but i think black panther to twitter yeah. level which is is, also Christians. third or it third In top posting movie of all time mm. of all, all time, time. Mm.
4: it actually made more money than avengers yeah it, domestically not internationally obviously but
0: and it was so the one of the great things that happened with black panther and crazy rich asians is the way those particular communities rallied around the movie absolutely yeah like like p- people of note with with you know wealth were like bought, selling out theaters and not selling out theaters for just their friends like they were going to communities of people like who wanted to see it maybe who couldn't or like for schools and stuff. they were just like selling out theaters cultural and it was, cornerstone and absolutely, absolutely. It was huge but it you know huge. even
3: even for us you know yeah. as east indians i mean when rich not rich crazy no crazy, crazy rich, rich Asians, i gotta be sure not to, to, to mix that up but when that movie came out i was thinking about maybe just watching it later or renting it out but i knew that it would mean something to see these people on the screen yeah. you know, for ourselves. So we Big have to screen. support the minority. Uh, yeah, just so like the, the way screen. everyone supports Bollywood, and, right? And you
0: know what the thing is, like <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> you know, what the, you know what the thing is, like when when there's a lot, of, there was a lot of pressure with making these movies, like Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, um, even into the Spider Verse with minority leads because. Some studios have a one-and-done mentality. Like, if, if Black Panther tanked, if Crazy Space is tanked, if the movie wasn't good, they would have been like, well, we tried, that's it, we're done. But so they both had to be, like, good movies. And they were good movies. It wasn't just that they had these casts. It's that the movies delivered. They were A-plus, like, above, like, really well-rated movies. So that just hopefully means that we'll get more down the road. Absolutely.
3: And that movie made $239 million, billion, million dollars, uh, worldwide. $239 Crazy Richie? Yeah. 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 Which is insane That's well.
2: amazing. For a film that was going to be on Netflix, by the way. Exactly.
0: Okay, so let's go around. So we're going to do number twos now, but we're going to go around the table and do our
2: twos uh, one by one. So, Rehan, start with your... What's your number two of the year? Number two of the year was a film that I saw the uh, world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival called Widows. Mm. Steve McQueen... I we were speaking about directors and Barry Jenkins, but Steve McQueen, who did 12 Years a Slave right, yeah. and did Shame before that, and, and a couple of other films. But this film really, really got me because it's the perfect mix of, and as you could tell by my list, I love art house films. But it was a perfect mix of art house and commercial fare. And I've never actually seen a film where it had such a great blend of both.
0: Oh, interesting. And it's such
2: a great, where it actually crossed over and it has all those art house elements in sort of the pacing and the editing and the, and, and the way the story is told. But it still had that commercial sort of heist um political scandal sort of element to it great cast you think about people who are in this film and we're just going to come up again in this podcast but you, you know i what? didn't
3: i didn't love widows i really i, I didn't love it i finally yeah i mean viola davis is great she's good in everything she for does sure. although oh, i yeah. feel like she kind of plays the same character in everything she does as, well. as does
2: denzel but we don't complain
3: true mm-hmm. true um but having said that, i didn't i didn't love it maybe it's because of you you told me you saw that I diff, hyped and it. that anyway, you hyped it up a lot uh the dog was cute. Don't get me wrong. It was like it reminded me of the dog in John Wick. But uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't love it.
0: All right, Farhan, since you're already talking, number two? Number two for me was
3: Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War. I, I thought know. it was an absolutely incredible viewing experience. Yeah. Um, especially when the snap happens. Spoiler alert. Oh, snap. <laughs> when the snap uh, happens, it, it it's an amazing moment to watch. I mean... I was in the movie theater and they were, I mean, first of all, seeing it on Thursday night, the opening show in IMAX is amazing because you're watching it with a bunch of nerds, which is amazing. Amazing. I think the best way to watch a movie like that is with a bunch of Marvel Mm -hmm. nerds. Some lit girl beside me was dressed up as Thor, for example. <sighs> so and these good. people during that battle scene where they put the force, force field up in the field, they were like, yeah! Yeah, And They were yelling. It was like They were in Gladiator or something. And it was absolutely incredible viewing experience. But also when they snap, when I saw it the second time, the person that I was with, at the end of the movie, the lights came up. And she full-on had tears in her yeah. eyes, and she was crying. She's like,
1: why did they kill Spider-Man? Yeah,
3: and <laughs> she didn't get it. She didn't get it. I mean, maybe she should have figured it out that, you know, it's it's a big... It's a big franchise, but Set up. but it was amazing. it still it, it plays it, with your emotions. Yeah, like, absolutely, like you have no, and it's and, incredible viewing. And, really and the funny was,
4: thing is, like even though we know that obviously Spider Man's coming back, Spider Man it still makes you cry. It's still it's just the way that <laughs> they it's
2: the did it. The way he says it, yeah.
0: like to yeah.
4: me that was artistic. I don't right. feel, I don't
2: like, feel sure. so
3: good. It's a big Mr. box
0: pa-
4: to-
3: Parmar. Yeah,
4: but like I think that was <laughs> one of the few movies. Where I'm sure this is uh, Everyone felt this Or everyone experienced this Coming out of the theater Where you were just quiet Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't know what to say Yeah Because it just hit you so hard and, and you
0: know what the thing is With Marvel movies particularly Because we all wait for that End credit scene at the very end You have so much time During the credits To just, to sit, just there sit there sit And like and lament And just like pontificate on the wheel Like what did I just watch You just sit there And like And of course because it's like A huge action movie The credits are like 15 minutes long Absolutely. So you're just sitting there Like soaking it all in You're like oh my god Like I don't want I don't but I think when, everyone what, I'm one of those people when a movie when those movies end I don't pick up my phone I just sit there and I look at the screen and Agreed. I'm just like that's the best Oh, choice. I'm completely one of those Let's, people yeah, I'm
2: one happening? of those
4: people that I'm always looking at the names I'm like oh Raj Oh, I'm looking for those South Asian <laughs> <guys."> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, I,
0: and I, should, I, I know that guy I
4: don't know
0: that
2: guy <laughs> No, Me, and that and cheering for the key grip. key grips are my people key grips oh god bless them
0: <laughs> Infinity
3: War was I mean it was just a star-studded affair and it was long but it didn't even seem like it it. it just like it. kept on people just kept on and coming up on the screen and just had you hooked it was like watching dark night in a way yeah it was just something was mm. happening i thing it was missing was the violins in the background the, we were <laughs> the whole time we
0: talked about expectations of black panther which movie had more expectations than infinity war they oh. had they had this that that was like 10 years of yep. build-up there's, they had there's never been and,
4: an event film like infinity war ever I'm in the, the to history think of about cinema that yeah. i, I no. can't actually think no. of an event film.
3: Well, what, what, uh, what, 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 i would say maybe star wars when it came out again yes. like yes. episode. yeah episode
0: but I mean, that didn't have convergence yeah, like this one did, right? Like, they were really, they spent years setting the table for this. Are you guys kidding me right now? Star Wars? No, no, was I was 99. I agree with you. I agree with you. When Phantom Menace came out, it was Phantom bonkers. Menace, yeah, was... yeah, yeah, And then, of course, the movie started. But,
4: like, the way that this was constructed, like, the way that they built up yeah, yeah. this movie was nothing like any other movie before. It's It was almost like uh, you're watching. You know what it is? Marvel's not. It, 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 like people get this mistaken. It's not movies. It's it's like a it's the longest TV show yeah. in the last what ten years, right? Yeah. So my number two was Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes. yes. As Absolutely. a man that has grew up reading comic books, mm-hmm. uh, I was very very excited to see, excited to see Miles Morales uh, come on the big screen, mm-hmm. and um, it delivered in all ways. I'm I was a huge fan. I Love how they mix the graphics with the goofiness, with the heart, with everything. They, they put their own spin on it, and Sony showed that, you know what, they could make a Spider-Man movie without Peter Parker, and or like, you know, the live-action Peter Parker, yeah. and uh, really make it so that people want to with
0: come Nicolas out. With Nicolas Cage. With hey, Nicolas yeah. Cage. I've been thinking a lot about Spider-Verse because I loved it so much, and there's a lot that makes that movie good. The soundtrack is amazing. The story is really good. The Notorious B.I.G. Amazing. But I think one, of uh, maybe the number one reason this movie was so good, and I was thinking about it a lot, is because, you know, most animated movies are made to look realistic, right? So every Pixar movie, every DreamWorks movie, they all are made to look as realistic as possible, but right. it's animation. So you sit there and go, oh, look at that blade of grass. Right. Look at this. And that's, that's fine. That's great. I think when they made Spider-Verse, they were like, you know what? It's an animated movie. We're going to utilize the medium of animation to its fullest. And they were like, this is animated. We're going to go all the way with the animation. So they were like putting words up on the screen. They yeah. were like doing comic book panels. They were doing stuff that you cannot do with a live action movie. And I think that's
2: part of what made it so good. Did you find that your eyes actually had to adjust for the first 10 minutes when you were watching it? I didn't watch it in 3D, so I just watched it on uh, the no, the, on the no. The plan- actually...
4: I watched it on 3D and I took off my glasses me too, and it was me the exact too. same yeah. thing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the same. No, it it's
3: was pretty, pretty similar. I didn't need my similar. glasses I, and I, I watched I, the entire movie without my, my glasses. My eyes took a Not solid me. 10 minutes to try just so to get you it back know, in just focus so you in know, a good way. Uh, Cineplex actually had warnings going into that theater that it
2: does cause seizures for people because there, there, there strobes.: the animation was that. Yeah, there were strobe scenes. Yeah, there were.
0: Yeah. But it was just tremendous. tremendous, Unbelievable. Okay. My number two is a documentary. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I know. And it's Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Absolutely incredible. You know, I've seen that that in a lot of people's top 10, so I... I I think, like, many of us here, grew up watching Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal for me. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Dress Up, those are kind of the big three. Back to back to back. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, Mr. Rogers, uh, the actual man... It was kind of like mythical, you know, he was like this guy that you seem to like love and so friendly and gentle, but you never know what the real story is. And this documentary just takes you on this like journey of his life and how the show begins and how much he cared about the show and how he was actually that guy. For the most part, he was like that real gentle, the guy you saw on TV was the real guy definitely heard a lot of sniffling in the theater. There was people genuinely crying. I sure. definitely cared. It was teared absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I saw it on Air Canada on a flight to Los Angeles, <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't matter. I mean, that's a good
3: yeah. movie to watch on a plane. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying we must have been like, I on. always it cry was. on planes. It it, 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 I mean, you know I cry in, in any situation, but that movie was absolutely... Yeah. I didn't know he fought so much for for, yeah. for like equality,
0: for you know, gays and lesbians or, or whatever alert. it was. Yeah, pe- no, I mean, minorities and everything.
3: Fantastic, yeah. fantastic person and, and ahead of his time.
0: Yeah, like, you know, the Lin-Manuel line, love is love is love. That's the way he was. There you it know? Is. He was very, like, you know, the, preaching, like, the love aspect. And that that whole movie, if you, it, if you grew up watching Mr. Rogers, a thousand percent watch this movie. But even if you didn't, Watch this movie and find out why multiple generations of people cared so much about this show and loved the show so much and loved the man and why, like, especially where we are in the world right now, you kind of wish that, man, I, I wish Mr. Rogers totally. was around right now. And he, well, he, he raised I, all of us. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like all crying all right now while yeah. he just listening to that endorsement. Did,
2: did
4: you guys know Tom Hanks is going to be playing? The, yeah. yeah. Well, the we're going to be doing
2: our, our, most fi- our top five anticipated films of 2019, but I'm telling you already, foreshadowing, that's one that's on my list because that film looks great great I mean, yeah. if you saw that picture of tom hanks yeah God, oh, it looks exactly actor. like him I he's always, the man to play him no oh, yeah. doubt about I, it
0: i think it's interesting that they went older because i always thought that jim parsons would have played a great young mr rogers oh, that's interesting it's mm, interesting yeah. yeah i never thought about that that's where i'm at so uh nice. good
2: choice moment great choice. Yeah. choice good choice that's your number two that was my number two you are you gonna skip us, your you number one us. or are we gonna go around one more time
0: uh well i mean do you want to like, why, why would we break orders
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i mean we can if you want to but no you go with what's your number one my number one is if beale street could talk really no doubt about it and for me that number one is so far from even the number two which i loved a lot if beale street could talk but barry jenkins has a very special place in my heart and the reason is again because the way he tells stories the way he tells stories you you can't actually compare it i mean there is a car wide i mean there's japanese but in english films that who he's borrowing from or who he's paying homage to you can say barry jenkins tells it like nobody else but the thing that i especially love about if Beale Street could talk much, it's the same way that the reasons that I loved Moonlight as much as I did is because the characters also you just don't see on screen. Right. You know, we just finished speaking about Black Panther, but that's an action film. But here are real people, even though this film takes, takes place you know, 30 years ago, it's still such a relatable story yeah. today. And he just has that way to draw you into each one of those characters. And he has that way in each scene and the way that it's set up and the lighting and the music. It's just like every element of film is brought in such a beautiful way into each and every shot that I would literally just watch that film in the dark, on mute, <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> for days.
0: All right, Farhan, what's your number one? My number one
3: um, had a lot of the elements that I look for in a film. Uh, love, music. Dreams, tragedy. My number one is A Star Is Born. It yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Lucky enough to be at the North American premiere with Bradley Cooper, Lady I was Gaga, supposed to be there. Dave Chappelle, um, a, a lot of the actors and the actresses, and it, it absolutely blew me away. I mean, my sister-in-law, Shereen, was sitting beside me, um, and there was a. It's just. Start, I mean, I, I love live music. Every, I think everybody knows that about me. I go to probably you know twenty-five concerts a year.
0: That's, seen, a, that's a low number buddy uh, yeah for that's me, a maybe. low yeah, number also
3: I, i've seen lady gaga four times yeah uh, in my life as well so i'm a big big lady gaga fan i mean yeah. it's her for 12 dollars once right because she wow. got famous in in canada we first, gotta do a whole clubs. separate podcast about you and your ability absolutely. to get concert absolutely. tickets for nothing and, yeah. yeah absolutely that's a whole <laughs> no, other show this, she wasn't famous right she, her first place she went number one with just dance was in canada right yeah. so she got her start in canada so she was doing these tours uh, the smaller tours anyway absolutely phenomenal and and i love gaga but it, it, it blew me away i mean right from the first scene where i think they're at uh, glastonbury and they're doing a scene and bradley cooper hits those riffs like he's a lead guitarist of the black keys just it, it was incredible and it held held me and it captivated me throughout um, and the best moment of that movie spoiler alert is when ali was just about to get famous and you know she actually flies down and she meets you know bradley cooper's character and she and he brings her up on stage and she just hits it with those gaga vocals and she goes ah, ah, ah,
1: ah. Oh.
3: and it's just like oh my yeah. goodness gracious i lost control and i actually visibly hunched over and i grabbed my face i'm like holy shitballs like yeah. i am you know i'm losing it over here and i wasn't okay because it just music hits yeah. me like that so for me that 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 was my number one and it's a clear-cut choice and you i want to talk
2: out of it and you know best picture right like you know yeah, that this is a best picture nominee yeah. hands Guaranteed. down you just yeah. have that feeling right at the end do you of think lady Gaga tell, is going to get nominated she will no, get no nominated doubt. it's not tell, even a question but no the doubt.
0: tell that to bohemian rhapsody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Well Bohemian Rhapsody. Well well I mean, speaking of
3: Bohemian, I mean, that movie just. In, it's, a, it's a good watch in theaters just because of the sound yeah. and the performances and the live. I mean, the live if, you, if you're a fan of Queen, that's something to hear and surround sound. Sure. And Rami Malik. And going back to your point about seeing movies in the cinema, that's one that you'd probably want to see in the cinema if you sure. are a Queen fan.
4: All right. So going to my number one. Number one, surprise, surprise, Venom. Wow. wow. I'm totally. Totally
0: joking. I will good throw God. you out of this house right <laughs> It's not even my house and I'll kick you out. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I would not allow to be on this podcast if Venom Listen, was not. Listen, I
2: enjoyed one. Venom more. I hated Venom. I enjoyed it more than I thought. Perhaps the expectations were low, oh, but Venom to me... If we could pick top five worst movies of the year. It would probably be up there film. for me. It was but, fine. The haters gonna hate. <laughs> as in
0: fine as in it was just okay or as fine as in it was, like it was a fine film. It was good. I'm happy it was that good. That good. It was fine
3: because Riz Ahmed was in it and he's a fine... Yeah. I think I love uh, Rosamond, but I hello,
0: Jenny Slate was in it. That's all I care about. Nice work. Yeah, you are Jenny Slate. It was
4: number one, obviously, Infinity War. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Oh, you guys already know. I think.
0: Yeah. My number one is Into the Spider-Verse, which we've also talked about quite a bit, but I thought it was just like... It was, I think, the second last movie I saw last year. The Mary Poppins is the only one that came after that, and it just blew me away, man. It's just so... That and frankly, true? I'm putting it down right here on our first episode. That movie should be up for Best Picture at the Oscars. Not Best Animated Feature, Best Picture. I would...
2: I completely
0: agree 100%
2: You know the only The only other nomination That I think That would make me happier Than any other nomination I've seen The last two decades Right But the only one Still to this day That stands In terms of that Surprise nomination Like where did that come from But it made me so Unbelievably happy Was Terrence Howard For Hustle and Flow Oh yeah There I am A young man In Winnipeg, Manitoba With Hustle and Flow Playing on one screen At the Garrick (laughs) Theatre Watch Hustle and Flow With another two people (laughs) <laughs> on the one weekend that it played on the one yeah. screen, mind you, we're in Winnipeg, so that's Winnipeg, not exactly the target audience. <laughs> Manitoba, but when they announced, and I walked out of that, I walked out of that movie going, "This is one of the greatest things I've ever was seen." Yeah. Singleton made that movie, right? No, no, it was not. It was uh, Craig Brewer actually who was made it? that film. Indeed, oh, I thought Singleton uh, made that. He movie. may have produced it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but Craig Brewer did it. But Terrence Howard. And three six mafia winning the yes. Academy Award. Yeah, and the best <laughs> and the best was the line after John Stewart was
0: hosting. Remember what? Remember <laughs> what he greatest. said? So three six mafia wins for uh, for Academy uh, Award. Yeah. Scorsese hasn't well, won. What yet. was the song? Uh, hard, it's hard out here <laughs> because it's hard, hard out, out here, here for him. And they win, and they're walking off stage, and John Stewart comes out, and he's like, so just so we're clear, in terms of Academy Awards, it's 3-6 Mafia 1, Martin Scorsese, zero. <laughs> one <Zero. laughs> of the greatest lines. Great. But they the deserve it. That's a great lines. track, man. 100%. That's a That and popping My Collar are two solid Ooh, tracks. Well done. Well great done. tracks. There was a lot, a
3: lot of controversy with John Singleton in that film. John Singleton actually took it to Sundance, sold it to Paramount, but then there was some lawsuit that happened with that. Some of the research on, on your own, if you like. We'll that, do we'll some uh, post-podcast
0: yeah. reading. All right, so that's our look back at 2018. Uh, we're now in 2019. Big year for Movies on Tap. A uh, mm. huge year uh, for a lot of like big blockbuster movies that are coming, like huge ones, but also huge year for some, you know, like uh, I'm sure you know, Rehan, uh, the <laughs> independent circuit and what's coming your way. Um, I don't know if you guys want to number these or just talk about... You want a number? Oh, you got you let's got you got it. people. You got your numbers. All right, so let's go again. Five, four, three, and then two, one. I'm gonna start with Herbier.
4: I have a, cute, a few honorable mentions that I, I want to do, you, do, no. do. your I wanna, list. I know because do I your like, list. No, list. no, no. Okay, Make I'm because. gonna do my list,
0: but I just want to name two movies. Hang on, you're having no, a child bro. this year. You have to learn how to pick favorites. Yeah, you do can. your Harbier, list. You Spoiler alert. <laughs>
4: I'm okay, okay to, all, right, all right,
2: it. all right, all
4: right, So <laughs> Number five four. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, Sorry, was I not supposed to <laughs> For all
2: those single ladies who are attracted to his voice here. <laughs> who else is,
4: it? whoever's like listening to his podcast, if there is anyone listening to this podcast, I am going to be a father, very much.
2: <laughs> all three listeners, of which two are your wife. <laughs> <Our> <laughs> the, wife. the other ones are us at this table. <laughs> That's right.
3: You want me to go first?
4: No, no, I could go first. All right, so number five is going to be Spider-Man Far, Far Away. Oh. Uh, we all know he's coming back. Um, and I think they did a great job with the first one. I love this incarnation of uh, Spider-Man, and I'm very excited to see how uh, they continue the story. Uh, number four something that I think we've all been waiting for. Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Probably the other one of the best trilogies of
0: all time. It is the best trilogy of all time. Yeah, period, I, would even, I, you know
4: what? I, I would take back the, the Back to the Future one to say Toy Story is one of the best threes of, uh, trilogies of all time. Up there with the Dark Knight You uh, know trilogy. what, though?
3: I have Toy Story 2 in, in my top three, but you know, Toy Story 2 came out like 15 Toy years ago. Toy Story 4, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I said that. But, I, I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to it, but having said that, the Toy Story franchise has maintained a ninety-nine percent rating on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It's been that good, and I'm really nervous that they might mess it no, up. No, I, I, but I, 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 then again, it's Toy Story, yeah, right? It's so Pixar. How could they do it? But it just feels like the third one ended so perfectly. I'm sorry. Okay, we, it we're getting so perfectly. Okay, I'm oh, so oh, torn on you
4: this. You know why I'm not worried? Look what happened. Look what they did with Incredibles two. It was like what, like it was six, great. seventeen, eighteen years since and the last not one, many years. and they. But they I like
3: Incredibles it too. But I have I, I hold think
0: Toy Story to a much higher standard than I do. For sure, First, to me, when you rank the Pixar movies, you can rank them all. Toy Story is in the class by itself. Yes. those three movies are separate. They're at the top of the thing. Yeah. and the difference is, I think. Toy Story wrapped itself in a nice little bow at the end, like a perfect bow. Perfect. Incredibles absolutely left a cliffhanger, so you yeah, could yeah. easily pick up and say, "Okay, here we are." And that's exactly but what it's
4: they all did. about storytelling, right? Yeah, yeah. And they did a great job in continuing the story. Yeah.
2: Tell me when Disney Pixar has ever left you let you down in a farm. Cars two, Cars, Cars two, and three. <laughs> yeah, that those, That's their weak I link. stand corrected And I, I, did, really? I didn't. I didn't
3: love.
0: I didn't love Great. the little dinosaur. The dinosaur was yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was okay. I yeah. tried to watch it three times and I couldn't get through. I, it. I liked it. I liked Good Dinosaur. I think it gets a bad. Yeah, rap. but it wasn't a Pixar like. No. wow Pixar, oh, it was it was a, a Pixar. Pixar B actually movie. has like I think three levels. Okay, it's got yeah. like the upper echelon, which, which is like, like Finding Nemo. like Monsters, Monsters Inc. Finding Nemo, Toy Story.
4: Funny enough, Good Dinosaur was the first movie that Pixar released the same year as another movie because they had to push it back. They had to push it back because it was the same year as. Inside Out. It was the same year Inside yeah. out, which was great. Which is also great, yeah. Coco was another great one. Oh,
3: so Co- good. Uh, Coco, another movie I saw on Air Canada, Flight 769. Yeah, from uh, California. And that movie, I cried. For oh, sure. yeah. The steward is actually look, looking at Oh, I yeah. Had... Coco, for sure. Absolutely. Was that last year? Coco
0: was the last year. Was it?
2: Yeah. So the other one, Harvey, I remember I oh, saw man, that you on know, early I've... Saturday morning. Gave you a call. Cold, we both bonded we're over Coco. We both cold bonded cold cold cold. over Coco. <laughs> <cold. laughs> <laughs> my yeah, kids I'm, were in the back saying, why is my dad this emotional about a cartoon?
3: <laughs> what, you guys saw that movie together too? <laughs>
1: <What>? No, no.
2: What <laughs> <laughs> the, the hell on apart. here? Uh, 12 hours apart. 12 hours apart. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. Okay, so
4: number three, mm-hmm. Lion King. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. That trailer... Shot by shot, the exact same thing as the car- as the the cartoon trailer.
2: That's actually why I have a problem with it. The reason I'm not anticipating it is because it looks like it's a shot by shot But they recreation. had to do that.
3: They had to do that. Think about it. Lion King, such an iconic film. They don't have to do anything. It's just an easy way for Disney to make money, but we will still go because we grew up with the Lion King. I right think yeah? it, I mean, I Beauty think... and the Beast was amazing too. It was the exact same remake, but at the end of the day, we're going to see it. But it's kind of... It, it, it's not... It's gonna be visually stunning, just like the John, uh, Jungle Book was. John Favreau is absolutely incredible. I mean, Jungle Book was a feast. Jungle Book was phenomenal. That guy is an underrated director, man. Oh, completely. All right, for Han, what's your five four three? My five four three coming in at number five is Lion King slash Aladdin for the same reasons you said, Rahan. Whoa. I mean, well, the reason I'm saying that I kind of lump all the Disney features together because it's not really uh, it's not original storytelling, but we're all gonna go see it. How about they're Dumbo gonna, and Dumbo as well, and
0: they're gonna make that looks nice. It looks great. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Well, Oh, not a yeah. fan of Dumbo. I didn't love the animated movie. Well, didn't either way, it. you're gonna see it. I think. Yo, that's yeah, I'll see it. I mean, and that's, yeah, I'll probably see
3: it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be beautiful to watch. Um. So that's my. That's my five. Funny. I would line. say my number four is Spider Man because I loved Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, I thought it was one of the best Marvel movies. Uh, Michael date.
2: Keaton once again. Yeah. Michael Keaton.
3: And then number three, Far which we've spoken about, uh, is Toy Story 4. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm just really looking forward to it. I've never been let down. So, I mean, that's going to be good. And if it makes me cry, like it did uh, in Toy Story
0: 3, then sign me up. Okay, I'm sorry. But the t- in, to- in Toy Story 3, Two scenes get me every single time, no matter how many times I see it. One is when they're going down into the incinerator, oh, yep. no. and they just give up, and they hold hands. Oh. oh, my God. You know what's and
4: funny enough? I just thought it was me when I saw no, that. Oh, my God. And then everybody I talked to, exactly It's that
0: thing. scene where you just see them give up. And then the other one is at the end when Andy's playing with, uh, with Woody, Woody one Woody, last time, and, with Woody yeah. and Buzz one last time. Oh, my God. And he's just like playing. Shattered. It's the scene when he's about to give it to her, and then he pulls it back. Oh, Man, just that's the end the, of that movie. Yeah, and, it, and imagine, that's an animated movie that makes you feel those types of things. It's yeah, crazy. Same with Coco. Same with Up. Yeah. I mean, when I saw Up in the Ooh, theaters, f- the first 15 minutes of that movie, forget about it. first 15 minutes of, 15 it. Minutes of Up
3: about is it. just, take my heart, take everything, and just rip it up and eat it and chew it and spit it out. And with oh, li- limited dialogue, the first oh, 15 minutes. Yeah,
2: it's absolutely incredible yeah. what they did with Up. A puddle on the ground. That's all I was. <laughs> I was a pure puddle yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah.
3: Fetal position. Yeah, But then at the same time, you.
0: I mean
1: being married. It's all I really want. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not a relationship <laughs> podcast, man.
2: This, is, Move on. this <laughs> podcast coming right, here. Uh, Next one. All right, Rehan. I'll give you my five. And my five is a follow-up by Jordan Peele in a film oh, called yeah. Us. Oh, starring oh my gosh, and That Yongo. looks amazing. That trailer will keep you up. So imagine what the film will do. But here's that what I know. Post. I forgot that one. Here yeah. is what I know. I know that even though Us may seem like it's a horror thriller, it's going to be a lot more.
4: Not to be confused with This Is Us.
2: <laughs> Very Great. different. Great. Great. Speaking,
3: Great. Of, speaking of crying, that is yeah. one you put on if you <laughs> want a good cry. I love you, Jack.
2: Us is my number five. Nice. And four, three? Uh, number, number four for me, I had, uh, same as you guys, I had as Toy Story 4. And number three I had as Spider-Man Far From Home. Going nice. back
3: going back to us for a second, I mean, Get Out, we all saw in theaters. That was a phenomenal mm-hmm. movie to watch in a crowd.
2: Yeah. Wasn't it? And, if, and
3: if us can do the same, although this is going to be more of a horror movie, it's, yeah. the trailer looks so scary. So scary. Lupita, I mean, you can't go wrong with Lupita.
0: I think something we've really learned in the past like couple of years is... We as people like to paint people in the boxes. Oh, you are this person. You do this thing. And of course, Jordan Peele, Key and Peele was known for comedy and like mm-hmm. you know making people laugh. And then he comes out and he does this movie and it blows people away. Same thing, John Krasinski, known for comedy. You know, so like I think we're learning now. Like you got to let these people out of the box and do what they can do because they do amazing things, man. Like and they're being just black so and white. so talented. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, all right, here we go. So my number five is a movie called Stan and Ollie. It's mm-hmm. a movie about uh, Laurel and Hardy, the comedians. It stars John C. Riley and Steve Coogan, who is one of my all-time favorite comedians. He's hilarious, but he's also a great actor. If you ever saw Penelope, did you ever see Penelope? Oh, 100%. Yeah, great movie. Great. He wrote that movie. He starred in it. It's a great movie. So he's back, and apparently it's really great. Um, John C. Riley was just nominated for a Golden Globe for his performance. And Sherlock and Holmes. <laughs> God, God, I don't know why that movie. I don't know. I never saw it, Holmes but I heard it, it, it tanked. Yeah. It, it looked It got, it got yeah. 6% on Rotten it Tomatoes. It looked terrible from the Six, trailer. I I've never, never seen anything
4: design. get 6%. I think it was 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really?
0: 6%. Okay, so my number four is Lion King. Uh, no slash Aladdin, just Lion King. I'm very hype for that movie. I, I, uh, I You know your what?
4: Mom, your mom taught, wasn't it your mom that taught uh, Aladdin?
0: No. Oh, he went to, plays he, Aladdin? No, he went to Brother Andre, which is the, the school that someone goes to. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he went to Brother Andre from Markham. Yeah, Aladdin from Markham. Mina shout out. The best place in all She's of the She's Canadian? Yeah. No, He's him, Canadian. Mina Masood. who f- plays uh, Aladdin. Someone Very here nice, was going to no, no,
4: audition for Aladdin.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want to audition for Aladdin, but then I realized I look like every other brown guy in the world. and have a big nose and a really shitty haircut.
2: Yeah. Well, no one could disagree there. Now I feel like crying.
0: All right, uh, and you guys may be surprised to learn that I'm actually pretty excited for Zombieland Two, because oh, yeah, no, no, because surprised. I love that number one. Number one was one, was one of those movies. It movie. was, that was my number six. That was my number six. Was like it really John Wick? Yes. John Wick Two and and Zombieland. 2. John Wick Three. Three. Sorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I saw a great tweet about John Wick Three, which was like, uh, because I guess in the trailer for Three, they have like a bunch of puppies, right? And they're like, spoiler, <laughs> in the start of John Wick Three, John Wick dies, and it's the puppies that go and avenge his so yeah, I was going to say, but just Zombieland 2, like I just remember seeing Zombieland 1 in theaters and it was one of those like surprise out of nowhere movies for me. And I was just like, oh my God, I love this movie. It's so much fun. You know what's a
2: surprise out of nowhere? The cameo of Bill Murray.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: I, I, I that think that's is the amazing. greatest cameo. Playing himself.
4: Playing himself. Name
2: a better cameo. Name a better cameo in any film in the 2000s. No, it's great. I will, but, I will say Will Ferrell in Wedding Crash.
3: Also. Oh, yeah. Also. Um! Oh, f- ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not
2: sure if that's a cameo, but yes. It's a, a cameo. It's yeah. sure. good. You know that's what? I, I'm surprised that no one said and
0: We're two one, we're going to two one still.
4: No, but for sure no one's gonna say this, this is once upon a time in Hollywood. That was my, my number, number one. one. Oh, oh, wow. Wow.
2: Wow. Wow. You Never wait. mind. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> on the party.
4: Can we edit this part out? <laughs> no. No. We're gonna keep no, it. No, we're we're gonna keep no. it in oh, the oh, show. Man. No. Everybody, everybody listening to this podcast should Please know wait, that you on. are a party wait, pooper. Wait, no, wait, wait. Hold God. on. That's my so number one. The Star Wars and Avengers are not in your top two. No, Avengers I mean, uh, is
3: two. What? If you wouldn't no, jump the gun, if
0: you wouldn't jump the gun, we would get there. Okay. Yeah. As I say, we have to. I have more to say about Star Wars, but let's do our We've two and lost one. All okay, order. your ones are gone. We've lost all Wait. order. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is still alive. Woo! Dude, give your number two now, since you gave everybody else's number one. All right,
4: well, my number two is Star Wars Episode Nine. I know. Boo. Okay. Boo. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's go back to Episode Eight. I know that. Throw one. it
0: in the garbage where it belongs. I okay. Burn it.
4: <laughs> I I thought Star Wars Episode Eight was a great. Uh, story, uh, but I hated it for the same reasons as everybody else. Um, The way that they treated Luke Skywalker, I did not like the way they did that. That's not the same Luke that I... That's not the same Luke I grew up with and I think that's why uh, most people hated...
2: uh, Hashtag not my Luke.
0: Hashtag not my Luke. (laughs) I don't don't think that... I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, going all over Twitter crap. I I don't think I tweeted about that movie at all, but I... Grew up as many people did A huge Star Wars fan I love the series uh, Did not like the new trilogy Phantom Menace was ob- people, oh, I don't have to talk about it People know how bad it was well, Episode 8 but was just trash they, but you know, there I'll, was... I'll tell you why I'm excited
4: though I'm excited because J.J. Abrams taking, Is taking the wheel back It
3: doesn't matter You had Rian Johnson The guy who arguably directed The You're... best television show of all time Oz does a Breaking Bad episode the, the, Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah.
0: It, how did he mess it
1: up?
3: And the entire you, casino
0: with the with the, you missed the the best trilogy. The Planet of the Apes trilogy is amazing. He I wouldn't say it's Planet the best. I thought it was him. No, him? no, it no, that was wasn't him. him no. Okay, never mind then. He did Looper. Oh did yeah, Looper, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there were so many things in that movie. I was just like, I don't understand why. Like the whole Finn Rose storyline, you can cut completely. Out of the movie, yeah, completely. you can take that Running through a casino. It was only to give Finn something to do. Yeah, and then a whole bunch of. Honestly, I grew up as a diehard Star Wars fan, but I don't. I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to see it, but I'm really not like, okay, hyped uh, to see I'm
4: it. I'm not saying that it's going to be great or, or whatever. But it's your number two most
3: anticipated,
4: anticipated movie of movie. 2019. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason why. We all want to see how this ends. Like, nope. Does nope. it end? end no, I'm not oh, anticipating it. I'll you see know,
3: it, but I'm not anticipating it. Number As two. a guy
4: that grew up as a Star Wars fanatic um, to the point where I changed my wedding around so that we wouldn't be at the same time or it wouldn't be <laughs> going on at the same time as Star Wars opening day. I am r- really anticipating episode nine.
2: Understandable for a man like you. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not in my top five. Not in my top five. Not Anyways, a, yeah, that's my number two. I, wa- I
0: want, I really wish I was hyped about it. I really do. But oh, I as, just, do I. Yeah, as, as do I'm I. As do I. I'm not. I'm not. As do I. Mean, I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm not going to see it, but I, I'm going to see it.
4: Are you guys, number two. Right,
0: number twos.
3: My number two. And I'm surprised Harpier didn't have this in his list, but nice. it's Avengers Is it
0: Endgame.
3: <laughs> Harpier, oh why gosh. didn't you have it?
4: Oh my gosh, spoiler alert. Was that alert. your number one? Spoiler
3: alert. <laughs> uh, that's my number two. Uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. You just got to see how it's all going to play out with the Infinity Stones. Thanos has killed half of humanity. Yeah. What's going to happen? I have my theories, as I'm sure everybody else does. Uh, I cannot wait. It's going to be ridiculous. When those tickets go on sale, I am, I am sure that pre-sales alone, that movie is going to break the record for that. And oh, I think it sure. will no, easily no be the highest grossing movie of all they, time. Um, internationally though? Until Avatar comes out and then maybe something else will happen.
0: Um, Let's hope. You know what's interesting about, about uh, uh, the next Infinity uh, movie, the next Avengers movie is, for the, the Marvel movies have gotten a little formulaic, right? Or a lot formulaic according to some people. But the thing that's most interesting about this movie is, because they killed off pretty much everybody last movie, it's like, you know some people are coming back, but we don't know if all of them are coming back. So like you really are wondering who's dead. Who's They're all going to come back. They're, They're all come back. back. And then I think the people the that are Struggle living Witch right now and are Vision
4: movie. Gonna... Vision got his head crushed in. I know. And no, that he... expected. Sorry, not movie show. Star, uh, yeah. and for Disney Plus. They're back. Spider-Man's back. He has a movie like saving a month money later. For Disney
0: Plus. <laughs> 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 I got to start saving money for Disney Plus. What's your number 2 Ryan?
2: I am with I'm with Furhan on this one with the Avengers Endgame.
0: Um my number two. Uh it's probably Captain Marvel. I'm gonna say that wow. slightly. What Just because the heck? yeah, I love Brie Larson a
2: lot. Yeah, but she
3: looks terrible. No, I disagree. She's a robot in that trailer. I mean I hope I'm wrong but she looks bad. Yeah. I'm with Farhan
2: on this. Listen, moment. You and I exchanged a lot of notes on how much we were both anticipating Captain Marvel. Yeah. I just Room and Brie Larson really knocked me, you know, r- oh, really took me for just a ride. It
4: sh- showed her acting qualities in that
2: uh, movie. Brie Larson in these trailers has zero charm. Zero charm. You know charm. what Captain
4: Marvel feels like? You know when you, when pop's been out too long and it fizzles out? <laughs> there it is. Like that's what it's it feels like. Soda. It's what flat an soda. What an Captain
2: Marvel is flat soda. I like,
4: don't get me wrong. I'm sure the movie's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, but okay. I don't I'm it's... gonna be watching it at opening night like every other Marvel movie. But this is the first time I'm not super excited for a Marvel movie, and I've never had that feeling before. Mm-hmm. I have Thor two. Yeah, I, didn't know I was, Whatever. I was. But there's even, even if I
3: think we can compare Captain Marvel, uh, we can compare Ant Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. a little bit to Captain Captain, which Marvel. was a great movie. Really a great movie. I mean, Marvel. I think Captain Marvel is yeah. going to be a lot worse, and it won't really affect the timeline of of any no, too much. It is. I, don't do I don't think it'll have. I don't think it'll
4: have. It's the movie right before. I understand. I hundred percent. I
3: understand. It's going to be there's going to be affiliation, but I don't think. I mean, I still kind of treat it as an independent. Well,
4: it's held in the '90s, so it's supposed to be like a so you, the greatest of go. all the decades. Yeah.
2: Truly. Mm. Amen, brother. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. All right. Well, we know all your number ones. (laughs) Let me speak about it for a second, though. Yeah. Go ahead. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Again, we started off the podcast and I'm telling you how much Tarantino love that I actually have. Yeah. But you've got Leonardo DiCaprio. You've got Brad Pitt, and you've got Tarantino, and you got Margot uh, Robbie as well. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. But this film, she's never she's never done a Quentin movie, right? Nope. Margot. No. No, but her and DiCaprio were in Scorsese's Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Great chemistry. Margaret Robbie's actually good. to have that, that Barbie film. Yeah, she's new Barbie. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I That's saw right. That. This film, I know already based on track record for Tarantino, the last few is going to be nominated for Best Picture. You think so? And you got to think. Oh. And Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt in a Tarantino film. Oh, it's it's, great. He was great in the last he was, one. He's that great amazing. in the last one. And I can't wait for him to do it again. Yeah. Yeah,
3: the cast is nuts. We also have Al Pacino in this movie. Who? Al Pacino. Emil Hirsch. <laughs> nice. Luke Perry, 90210. Uh, Tim Hirsch Roth, American. which is a Tarantino staple. Yeah. You know, Great good. director at his own yeah. right. And the standards, you know, standard tar- Tarantino faces. Kurt Russell, Michael Madsen. And you read Helter Skelter, I think, too. I did. Growing up did. About, What's it about Sharon Tate and the Hollywood Hill Murders. Right? This is why I'm looking forward
2: to it because it's r- still really under close wraps here. They're not disclosing yeah, too much about what the plot line actually is. All has we know is that it's taking place in 70s Hollywood and it happens around the time where the Golden Tate murder. Uh, Golden, Golden Tate. Golden Tate, <laughs> wide receiver of... for the <laughs> Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks. Yes, yeah, he No, Sharon Seahawks. Tate, Seahawks. Roman uh, Polanski. Where
1: Rams.
0: Rams?
2: No. Anyway, it's so not a football podcast. This is not a football not podcast. A football podcast. <laughs> where, the, where the Tate murders uh, took place. So, has, he, has he ever done one based on a true story? I don't think so. Philadelphia. Based on a true story? He's never done one
0: based on a so. true story. I don't think so. I don't believe so. Who? Tarantino. he's never done one based on a true story right no
1: No. (laughs)
4: unless you want to count the world war 2 well
1: inglorious he kind of skewed the timeline well I think
4: that's what's going to happen here again he's going to screw the timeline
3: I think it's more than the timeline that just changed the guys yeah no (laughs) Not guys, just Harbier suggested that. Yeah, that's out, right. So. I apologize
2: to everybody yeah. except for Harbier.
3: <laughs> Tarantino has said from the start that he's going to do 10 films and then he's going to bow out and he wants to leave on top. This is number
2: nine for him, I think. No, it was yeah. eight. He said he wanted to do eight. Bow he's out eight after two? Hateful Eight. No, he said 10. No, yeah, he, 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 yeah. he said 10. He always said 10. Yeah, uh, he said 10. Fact check this. He said 10. He's not going to bow out. No, he
0: he's, said he's 10. He's too creative He said ten. Tomorrow. Well,
4: did you know he was going do? St- he wants to do Star Trek?
0: Star Trek or Star Trek? Sorry, Star Trek. Then you're a new director
4: well the director he, just dropped no him. he he actually uh wrote a script yeah. uh, sent it in they approved it it was supposed to be a rated r star trek movie thank god um but i don't know what I, I wouldn't
3: there. want to see that I, I don't think i mean he this guy's got too much of a mind original screenplays to to be put i don't know if, if, star qu- trek. if
4: he's doing a star trek movie I'd, yeah, i mean you're gonna see
3: anything he does let's be serious that's right true. so that yeah. is true i agree with you though Rihanna right that's my that's my number one as well.
0: What's your what's your and number one? My number one is. By the way, I think uh, do we know that Herb, you're just moonlight Lala Land? You guys in this podcast?
3: I, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: totally did. Are you having a
3: baby around the same time Avengers comes out? <laughs> well, way <laughs> yeah. to steal my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: so uh, funny enough, my child is supposed to be born the same day as Avengers uh, Endgame is supposed to be coming out. So we we had
0: this. Um, you realize that's your fault, right?
1: <laughs> like that's that's your
0: own doing.
4: Yeah, I I didn't know I'd get it so dead on, but uh, but we we have this you know we, we talked it over with my wife and um I told her if her water breaks while the movie's on we technically have a couple hours before the, the baby is actually supposed to come. So you should just know your wife your be, wife is totally shaking her head no I right know, now. She's <laughs> right behind me right now. So I'm probably this is probably going to be my last podcast. So it was nice knowing you guys. But yeah, Avengers, Endgame, definitely number one.
2: Right on. Also, if I could interject by uh, fact-checking myself, uh, you are correct. I'm not a true Tarantino fan. It was 10, not 8. I was confusing my facts. So just fact-checked myself. This has been an official fact check. Apology
3: <laughs> accepted. And it kind of pains me that you actually did apologize because I would have loved to rub that in your face for eternity. <laughs>
4: Imagine if Trump actually
3: Pre-emptive did that. Preemptive Don't bring that up. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So my number one is Toy Story 4. That is easily my number one movie of this year. Mm. I love that franchise so much. I maintain, as much as I love Back to the Future and the original Star Wars and how amazing the Lord of the Rings trilogy is, I think Toy Story is the best trilogy that's ever been made, start to finish. Uh, It has a perfect arc that goes from the beginning when uh, the movie starts in Toy Story 1 and he gets the Buzz Lightyear to the very end when he's playing with them. It wraps up in a nice little bow. Uh, I don't think they needed a Toy Story 4, but I'm super excited there's a Toy Story 4. Uh, I'm excited that Rashida Jones had something to do with it and wrote at least part of it. Yeah, Yeah. or um, uh, part of it. I think she dropped out halfway. Yeah. Um, I think the additions of some of the characters they added, like Keen Peeler in this movie, Tony Hale is playing the spork. I love all those people. They've got great comedy chops. Um, I don't think that um, they would have made it unless... like, Pixar's pretty good, right? Like, They make good movies. And I think this is the franchise maybe they are being most protective of in the Pixar pantheon. Huh? It was their first film. It was their first film,
3: right? And I think you know I what, though? No, no Jim Varney. Ernest. Yeah. Rest in peace.
0: Also, no Mr. Potato Head.
3: No Mr. Potato Head either. John yeah, right. Cena looks yeah. like
4: Jim Varney. I'm going to show you a side-by-side comparison. He looks like Jim Varney. I can't see it
2: in I my
0: mind. I can't see yeah. it in my mind either. I'll show you guys the Yeah, but no Mr. Potato Head because Don Rickles died too. But I don't know if he recorded his principle before. before. I'm not sure. But moment, what I do
3: want to say you, to tell you, if Toy Story is your favorite franchise, you definitely need to go to Disney World because they have Toy Story Land there, like an entire yeah yeah, section new one, right? of the yeah. B- and it is the awesome. one in L.A.? Yeah. In, in Florida.
1: Yeah. Pixar, um, I want to go back. It is yeah, yeah, phenomenal. When
0: I, when I went in 2011, well, they had yeah, just recently opened the, the Toy Story game, the shooting one, the shooting gallery game where you go yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But I want to go to Toy Story Land because it's supposed to be great. Yeah. You, when you guys went last year, was it open? It, no, it they wasn't. were open. Still, but, still... But they had the army uh, guys walking around.
3: Yeah, yeah, They were really good. We went
2: after you.
4: And yeah, they're still making it.
0: Yeah.
2: It's great. It's great. You know, but I'll tell you the Toy Story Four will be well protected. I have high hopes and I think they're going to deliver. I did too. Because they are not gonna mess around with something like that. But you said, you know, we didn't really need one, but you know who did need one? The Disney balance sheet and financial (laughs) statements.
0: Did they though? (laughs) No. It's gonna be nuts.
2: Avengers, Lion King,
3: Dumbo, Aladdin. Toy Story, Infinity War, yeah,
4: Endgame,
0: Gang, you know what are, it is. You know what? You know what my theory
4: Marvel. on that is they're just trying to make enough money to be able
0: to make sure that Disney Plus goes off, gets off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, think about it. Disney has more money than we like. They've forgotten more money than we've ever had in our life, man. Like, it's, it's it's they
2: gotta keep. They gotta keep opting it. it every year. They're building comparatives, and the following look year if that got to, if that sale of Fox goes through.
0: It is going to go. It's, so, it's already and what, What's the other one they're trying to buy too? No, like, stumped. yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of it's Fox, crazy. anybody have
3: Deadpool two in their top ten oh, for the last year? Because that movie for it, me was you know just what? great. It was great. Yeah, great. It was, it was more heartfelt than. Yeah, I yeah.
0: really, really liked great. it. Great. great Domino was so good. Yeah, Domino fun. was fantastic. fantastic. She's so good, yeah. man. She's so good in Atlanta too. Oh,
2: great uh, Atlanta greatest television series of the last You're five the years. You're the one that brought that good. to me. Absolutely. I stopped to see yeah. the, the next season. Don't, Don't love anything man. Else. The man can do anything. Yeah, Just watch a man, man season
0: one. or anything. <laughs> Best video of the year, This Is America. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> that stuff was real. Mr. Gambino. Okay, so last thing we're going to do is favorite scene of 2018, mm. of a, a 2018 movie. Uh, can I go first? Please sure. do. Okay, so I'm going to go first and say of all the things I saw last year, my favorite scene was the Peter Parker, Tony Stark scene in the mm-hmm. end of Infinity War. True. Because it added like like we know all those characters are potentially alive, especially Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man movie coming out this year, but it just added this kind of like unexpected realness for me when he was in his arms. And I think what made that scene so good for me is that Spider-Man is so goofy, and he's always so funny and stuff like that, that we kind of lose sight that he's a teenager. You don't remember that he's a teenager. And in that moment, you could see, like, oh, my God, he's just a teenager. You know, he's supposed to be, like, 15, 16 years old. boy. He's a yeah, boy. Yeah, he's just a boy. So, like, in that scene when he's in Tony Stark's arms, and he says, like, oh, I don't feel well or whatever, like, it's just so real. You're like, oh, my God. It's like that, that scene was just, it delivered so hard for me.
4: I would think my most favorite scene is actually from Love, Simon. Oh, really? So there's a scene where Simon's actually talked to his mother after he came out, and he was just talking to her, and she was just, you know, they're having a conversation about everything, and he just talked about... No spoilers. Well, spoiler. Okay, I got it. Close your
3: ears. (laughs) You just told me I would love this movie about homosexuality and family, (laughs) so I I should cover my ears.
4: Uh, But but there's a scene where uh, they're talking to each other, and... You know, it it, it was really nice because he just felt like he was being himself, finally. It was like he was able to breathe. And I don't know, I I felt like to some degree I was able to relate to that just because, um, mm. you know, everyone ha- goes through different things in their life. And, uh, there's a time where people just want to be themselves and sometimes they feel like they can. And, and the fact that, um, he was able to do that and his mom was able to accept him to me that that meant a lot. So, yeah. uh, to me, that was probably my favorite scene for 2018.
2: Sounds beautiful. You've, it's definitely a high, high on my two. You list should definitely watch that it. Endorsement.
3: My Shoot. favorite scene. Watch uh, right it right after f- this. My favorite scene of two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned it before. Was in a star is born, and I think it was the moment, like I said, where Lady Gaga's character Ali, um, comes on stage and performs with Jack Bradley Cooper's character uh, Bradley Cooper um, for the first time. In that moment, I think she had the confidence to realized that her dreams were going to be coming true um but at the same time she was falling in love and it was a euphoric moment filled with love um during this musical performance that she did live in front of real fans mind you um and then when you watch it in the movie theater just the way they're singing shallow together it was amazing and can we just speak on shallow i mean every song time song you of the hear year. the song of the year song hands of the down, year. Oh, it's, it's not even sure. close no you know no doubt bradley cooper dropped an octave the entire movie to, to do it I mean, he learned guitar i mean everything about that scene uh for me was was great the love the music the singing um just the chemistry that the two had was was great
2: and so, that scene itself there was a there's always this passing of the torch from from jack bradley cooper's character that he was passing the to torch alley. on to ali yeah right. and there's a, there's a beautiful shot in that where you actually have a, a double you have bradley cooper jack's face up on a screen that is standing beside, behind Allie, who's mm. at the microphone and you can kind of see him fading in the back through the screen as she comes more prominent on the screen just a beautifully set up shot um look that up afterwards and it's, it's one that stands out in my mind but that is not my favorite scene of the year though definitely one of them and it's interesting because we're all picking scenes from of the same films that were on our top five list right yeah. but for me it was a scene in if beale street could talk that stars Brian Tyree Henry. And here's mm. a man we just spoke about Atlanta a few Atlanta, minutes Ty- like, ago. Yeah, oh, he's great. Brian Tyree Henry is very quickly becoming my favorite actor in Hollywood right now. Pa- paper boy. Paper <laughs> boy. So Brian Tyree Henry in If Beale Street Could Talk, there's a scene where him and these, uh, the, the one of the lead characters, uh, Fonny played by Simon Johnson, where they're sitting at a table and just having a conversation. They're sitting in this man's apartment and they're just sharing their pain and here's a here's here's a a moment in the film where two men just open their hearts to each other and they're sharing their pain and you can feel their hurt and this is this is a, a restriction that's been placed upon them by society yeah and it's a common struggle that that they share and it's a common bond that they share and that scene in itself is the emotional heartbeat of the movie no doubt But here's a great thing. Brian Tyree Henry also is in my favorite scene of my second top film, Widows. Hmm. And he plays a completely different character. In this film, he walks in threatening Viola Davis with the worst things that you can imagine, a complete gangster. And to go from one film where he is playing this soft, emotional, open-hearted character to just a real G... Hmm. It just shows the, and, and, you know, I saw both of these films at the Toronto International Film Festival on back-to-back nights. Yeah. So to see these two on back-to-back nights and Atlanta being one of my favorite Mustn't shows in the last five years, short... Brian Tyree Henry, those two scenes for me in 2018 stand out really, really high. Well, that was really I'm great less...
4: for you to be able to give the mood without giving any of the story
0: away. That's right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay. So that's uh, one full episode in the books. Uh, we'll be back again for another episode hopefully very soon as we uh, try to roll on. So, Subscribe, follow us, give us some ratings and let us know what you want to hear about and uh, we'll be back for another episode. So
2: Give for- us some
4: feedback as well too if there's something that you guys want us to talk about or if there's something that you guys think we could improve on. We're all open to suggestions.
2: Yep. And if we don't get any and we only have two listeners, that's okay. That's okay, <laughs> okay this is too. us basically on a normal Friday night anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, I have guys. a suggestion.
3: I have a suggestion, number one. Don't reveal people's number ones <laughs> before they happen. <laughs> suggestion number two. Maybe pick up the phone and call your friend and ask him if he wants to see a movie. <laughs> I, I do. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It was great, guys. Thank uh, you so
0: much. next week when we come back it'll mainly be me and Rayhan because apparently <laughs> Farhan and Ruby are going to go scrap outside right now. <laughs> so we're gonna my my wife to is cool. going to kill me right one now. One of them will survive. <laughs> and be on the show next week. Yeah, so but just, even if I do survive <laughs> my wife is going to kill all right, me. All right. That's even it for the first edition of the Box Office Banter Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.
4: Bye. Later.